Folks, what's going on? Armin Hammer here. The following is an interview that I did with Carrie Pierce. Carrie Pierce is very, very consistent at the CrossFit Games. Always just, just this much away from a podium finish. And she is poised to be one of the most consistent CrossFit Games athletes of all time. And now she has an opportunity to actually make it onto the podium, making it into the final five for the 2020 CrossFit Games. Huge deal. Very impressive. We talked about a bunch of different things from her long, long season because she didn't really take an off season after the 2019 CrossFit Games where, guess what? She finished just outside of the podium there. And now, after qualifying for the 2020 Games last October through the Open, she's finally getting a chance to compete in person at the Games. And honestly, it is very, very great to get a chance to talk to her. She's got an interesting perspective on things from a history of her uh, competition background in gymnastics and her experience as a veteran here at the CrossFit Games. I mean, there's a whole lot of very cool information there. So uh, check it out. Enjoy it. I'll see you very, very soon. Take care. But first, today's interview is brought to you by Caffeine and Kilos. You guys love caffeine. You guys love Kilos. Do you love Caffeine and Kilos? Because if not, you absolutely should. They have some great products from coffee and coffee accessories to lifestyle brand goodies like sweet t-shirts and other accoutrements to your exercise philosophy and exercise enjoyment. You guys are going to love it. Caffeineandkilos.com is where you can find all the good stuff. Thank you very much. Let's get to it. Carrie, first off, uh, congratulations on making it to the final five. I mean, this is, uh, this is huge. I mean, there's like big opportunities for everybody involved here, right? Thank you so much. And yeah, it really is. It's, it's crazy, especially since I was the fifth place finisher and it's, this year, especially just how big of a difference it is from sixth to fifth place. Yeah. I mean, the, the uh, competition, God, I mean, where do we even start? 2020 has been such a strange competition year and it's been so long and difficult. You know, it was, it was almost 11 months ago that the open started. So this has been the longest season. And, you know, you, did, did you even take an extended off season after the 2019 games? No, I didn't, mainly because we knew that the Open was coming soon. So, I'm, I mean, I got a, one week of complete rest, and then I did a week of just a little bit here and there, like jumping into classes and stuff. And then after those two weeks, it was back to normal because me and my coach were like, well, the Open is going to be here soon. And we knew that if I wanted to, like, to qualify to the games that as soon as I could, then you qualify through the Open. So I wanted to make sure that I was on my fitness for – the gate the open so you've basically had like a 17 month season <laughs> like there's been <laughs> there's been no talk no time off since sometime in 2018 yeah no there there really wasn't and i was like it's crazy that this is like ended up being like the longest season because it started sooner and now it's ending later i was like you couldn't have predicted that that would happen like like you said like 17 months of of hard intense training yeah, that's that's wild. So, you know, you and you've had your ticket to the games the entire year. I there's been yeah. you've you've basically been like eyes on the prize for 11 months at this point. You know, and uh, obviously the sanctional season was going to be an opportunity for you to step out and do some in-person competitions, but that got cut short in February, right? So, 
did did you get a chance to really sort of like wet your whistle and get some in-person comps in before it all shut down or did you just have to wait until the games kicked off so luckily I did Wadapalooza, which I think was either the last or second to last sanctional that actually got to happen. Um, and that was at the end of February. Then I took a nice trip to Puerto Rico, which was amazing. And then I came back though, and I was training to get ready for West Coast Classic when about a week before they called it off. I think it was like two days or three days before I was supposed to leave and fly out to California. Uh, Matt O'Keefe reached out and he's like, it's, it's not going to happen. Like, this is getting a lot worse very quickly. Uh, so we're going to have to, unfortunately, cancel West Coast, or I guess postpone West Coast Classic. Um, thanks for understanding and everything. And I mean, right after that was when everything got really bad. So I was just lucky at least I got one competition. Uh, I got to do Wadapalooza. And I was going to do Dubai, but I actually hurt my Achilles uh, through the Open because I, I mean, probably because I didn't take enough time off to recover and then got hurt on the box jumps. So I decided not to do Dubai and to do Wadapalooza and make sure I was healthy for that. Um, and then, yeah, and then Rogue ended up being online, which I think was great for a lot of the other athletes, but I hurt my wrist, uh, just a funky snatch, and that's all it took. So I've been training a lot, but only have competed, well, at Wadapalooza, and then now just last week uh, at the Games. So it feels... Honestly, talking about Wadapalooza, my wife, my wife and I work out in the garage here, and I was wearing a Wadapalooza hat, and she was like, "Was that from two years ago?" It's like, "No, that was February. That was that was <laughs> earlier this year." It feels like a lifetime. It feels like a lifetime. It and really does. It's like a different world. Thinking about being there with you know ten, fifteen, twenty thousand people all in one place. Um, yeah. So you've had, you've had some ups and downs this season. I mean, it, it hasn't been an easy year. Uh, not, not to mention the, you know, generalities of trying to train through a, a complete shutdown and quarantine and lockdown of all these different gyms and facilities, or, you know, trying to compete and stay sharp, but there's been injuries and stuff like that. You know, what has been your process for, you know, like, uh, grounding yourself or finding sort of some sort of balance so that when the time does come, for example, last weekend to compete at the games, you're like fresh and ready and sharp physically and mentally. Yeah. Like you said, this year has just been so strange all around. Um, but as far as the question that you asked, I'm just thankful that I have an amazing coach. Um, and he, you know, guided me through the wrist injury and everything, especially because I was like the day before, or it might've been two days before rogue, I was like doing some snatches and I, like the empty barbell, I was like, okay, this is okay. Through 65, I was like, oh, I kind of feel my wrist. And then I got to 95 and I was like, I can't really like extend my arm. And Justin's like, yeah, we're not competing. And I was like, but like, I mean, at the time, like you didn't know if the games were going to happen of any sort, because I mean, at first they didn't want to do it online. They wanted to do it in person. You're like, I don't know if that's going to happen. Um, and I was like, this like might be my only opportunity to compete this year. And I was like, I want to do it. And he's like, it's, it's not going to be smart though. Like, especially cause it was just a couple weeks into the injury and he's like, wrists are stubborn. Like you need to take some time off, um, anything with your wrist. So I guess luckily and fortunately for me, like I needed to work on my leg strength and work on running and biking. And so there was a lot of things that I needed to work on, um, to be the fittest that I could be for, I mean, potentially competing at the games. So even with the wrist injury, at least I could squat a lot. I could run. 
um, and work those things. I'm like, okay, well, if the games happens, whenever it happens, I'll be fit and I'll be ready. And I mean, they never called off the games. So at least like, I think that just kept me motivated. Like, okay, well, they're going to happen. They're going to happen. They haven't called them off. And at the same time too, like, I love training. I always have like, even when I was a gymnast, I liked competing, but I love the process. And so I think that's definitely a big plus in these crazy times. Like it's hard for you to get motivated and compete. Like if you don't know what's coming, like for West Coast Classic, after that didn't happen, I will say like, I lost motivation for a little bit and I'm like, okay, well, that's not going to happen. Like, Rogue is probably not going to happen. Who knows what the game's like. You don't know how long it's going to be. And then when they, like, move the Olympics to so the following year, you're like, shoot, I, I might end, not end up competing. So there was, like, a little down. And then, I mean, you know, I realized how much I do love the process and what I do. And I think that kind of helped me get re-motivated and want to train hard again. How many pints of Ben Jerry's is that? Is that like down? Is that that week is just just three pints a day, just trying to make yourself feel better about how ridiculous. Right, you're like, I don't want to work out. I just want to sit here and eat ice cream and eat pizza and whatever. So yeah, you're like the last time I took a week off was a year and a half ago. <laughs> My body was like, I need rest. I need yeah. rest. Well, well you know, go, no, go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, no, as I say, I think that's like part of the hardest part of this season is like, I was talking to like friends and family and stuff. And they're like, how are you feeling? I was like, I mean, good. I'm just ready to go. Like, it's been a long year, like, I mean, due to COVID and everything going on. And then due, due to the season starting in October, I'm like, at the end of July, I'm like, I'm ready to go. I'm just ready to compete. And it's like, no, now you're going to be like, maybe mid August. Oh, never mind. Oh, middle of September. You're like, that's like a month and a half after my body is normally peaking. And you see like all these notifications on Instagram and from everybody like, Oh, a year ago you were competing at the games. I'm like, okay. And now I still have another month and a half of training to do to get to the games. And it's just like, my body is like getting tired. My mind is just ready to go. So I think that's definitely been like a hard part of this season, but thankfully we did have something to, continue to train for and continue to work for. Yeah, absolutely. And I mean, you, you're at this point, I mean, knocking on the door of basically being the best American female CrossFitter that's ever lived. I mean, you're, you've been super consistent, always just like right there for that podium finish right there every single year. Right I there. know. And, and this year it's like, it, it's, it's closer than it's ever been basically, you know, reset buttons being hit. You guys are getting together live in, in October, but you know, before we, before we jump out to there, I definitely want to talk about the stage one because the process leading to the games format that we got this year was very strange. I mean, it, they never outright canceled it, like you said, but they, they postponed it a couple of times. And by the time we actually heard, all right, guys, you know, green light, we're good to go. We're going to have it in two stages. Stage one is going to be mid-September. At that point, I mean, that was maybe a month before the games actually happened. Like that was like late August that they were talking about that. And so there was this process of communication with you guys as the athletes about trying to figure out, you know, what do you have and how do we, uh, how do we accommodate your schedules? When that started occurring, when that communication opened up and you were actually hearing about, okay, well, there's going to be a competition. It's going to look kind of like this. Was that a moment where you're like, finally, like open the floodgates. I'm ready to do this. Yeah, definitely. Because I feel like before, like, the, it just seemed like there was, like, 
kind of an idea of what they wanted to do, but there wasn't ever like any specific details or information that they would come out with. And so I was like, okay, yeah, we're going to do like 30 people in Aromas. Like, you know, that was the final thing before it ended up being all online for the first stage. And I was like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. We think like we'll have COVID tests, but there was never like anything that was like black and white. There was always just like this like gray kind of thing. And then finally, when they decided like, okay, it's going to be online and we're going to tell you like what equipment, everything you're going to need. We're going to figure out a schedule and everything. You're like, okay, like this, this has to happen. Like we, like just from talk, like hearing from CrossFit, they wanted to, you know, have an event for the athletes to compete at. Um, and like I said, I mean, for a little while, I was like, okay, we know you want you to have it, but how is this actually going to happen? Like figuring out all the logistics and everything. So it was, it was really cool when they actually said, okay, we're going to go online. Everyone is going to have like the same piece of equipment. We're going to make sure that like, it's not favored to anybody. And like, okay, you need a running course because running is part of fitness. Like you need to test that. And then everything else was like, I mean, pretty, I want to say like simple and self-explanatory as far as like a pull-up bar, a squat rack, a barbell. So it's like basic things. Um, but it was nice. Like finally having a set date of when the games were going to happen at least stage one and then now stage two yeah it suddenly starts feeling more real when they start when they tell you okay set aside these blocks of time on these days and you're like yes yes i will yeah, i absolutely yeah. will <laughs> i get to fitness and i get to show off all the hard work yeah and now we have something to look forward to and compete and then a little rest after that but compete first absolutely and so let's talk a little bit about that weekend because you know it 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 is a very unique style of format for the CrossFit games. And they had to make some decisions in terms of trying to make the most fair competition possible. I actually, I really like the way that they formatted. I think they maybe didn't communicate as well to like the fans that it wasn't going to happen live. Um, but their reasoning is very sound. It makes total sense to make it an, a, a, an even playing field and not have unfair advantages. But for you as you know, an athlete, you start hearing, okay, set aside these time blocks. Okay, here's the equipment that we're going to be using. And finally, the week of, you get kind of a look at what the workouts are going to be. You know, what's, your, what's your first blush reaction when you're like, oh man, friendly friend. Oh man, a 1K row. And then you see the handstand hold and you're like, handstand hold? Yes. <laughs> like, well, what, what were you feeling when you saw those workouts? Uh, like you said, it really depended on the workout. Um, friendly friend, I, I like... I like Fran. I like thrusters and pull-ups. I think it's just like a traditional CrossFit workout. So when he announced that, I was like, okay, this is good. Like at least there's like some CrossFit that's going to happen, and especially the first workout to start out the gate. And then when I saw Max front squat, I was like, oh, well, not so much. That's not, not my jam. But I was like, I mean, it's a good, it's good that we are testing some strengths. And then, I mean, like you said, I think the outline was cool in that it was like, okay, three, well, ended up being four CrossFit workouts. And then there was like just weightlifting and then just like monostructural or monostructural work and then a gymnastic part. So it kind of is like, it embraced like the whole idea of CrossFit as well as having like those mixed modal uh, workouts too. Uh, Diane, I just loved seeing deficit strict handstand pushups, um, especially because it's the games, like everybody at the games level can do strict handstand pushups. Everybody can do deficit kipping handstand pushups, but I feel like the deficit strict just added like a little bit more of a gymnastic skill, which we always see at the game. So given like, you know, the limited equipment that we had, I think that was definitely a good choice on Dave's part to include 
something that was a little more higher skilled uh, gymnastics. And like, I mean, it's like, it's Diane, but it was totally different workout than Diane. So I really like that. And like I said, I mean, the 1K row, well, not my personal favorite, but I definitely think like it was a good test for us to do, especially like just separating uh, athletes and just having like that short endurance piece. Um, then the third workout, Nancy, that was, that got brutal quick, but it was a good true test of fitness, like running burpees and overhead squats at a decently heavy weight for 15 reps was a very good test of fitness and like five rounds. It was a longer workout. So tested, uh, that endurance aspect that a lot, like none of the other workouts, uh, tested. And then of course the handstand hold. I love that because I love anything gymnastics, especially handstands, uh, being a gymnast, you know, for 18 years, I love being upside down. So I was a little bit nervous about it because I don't do a lot of just like freestanding handstand holds. Like sure. it's always walking. Like I did in my training for a little bit and then we're like, is this ever going to show up? So we're like, we'll just do more walking and the handstand obstacle course and just different things like that. I'm like, well, in my gymnastic days, at least I did a lot of handstand holding. So bring out, bring out that from wherever that is in my toolbox somewhere along the way. So at least it ended up paying off. Um, and then I think my favorite workout from the weekend actually though was Annie. So I really enjoyed the combination of the movements and I'm not a big clean person, like heavy cleans and it was a moderately heavy clean in the workout. So it was good to be able to push that and push the speed of it and go from the double unders to the GHD to the cleans, which I mean, the GHDs and the cleans have a little bit of an effect, but it was like each part of the workout was its kind of separate part. And I don't know, it was just a really cool workout and I enjoyed ending on that one. Yeah. One of the interesting things about the format was because everyone was in their own local time zone, like no one knew what the scores were until the block was closed in the Pacific. So yeah. for, for you, you know, there's, there's gotta be this, this moment of, you know, you finish your block uh, on day one at noon and then you have a couple hours before you hear anything about the leaderboard. And by the time you're getting ramped up to kind of start your next you know, period of, you know, do, doing Diane and then doing the 1K row, then you're starting to hear a little bit about the scores. Did you have an idea of, okay, I don't want to know any of the, any of the information about the leaderboard until like I wake up in the morning or were you just like waiting and just having that refresh on the leaderboard at, at every moment of the day once you knew that the block was closed? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, actually, luckily I did, I just moved out to Las Vegas. Um, so I am. Oh, the there you go. Yeah, I'm in the Pacific time zone, so I was the last one to go, um, or one of the last ones to go uh, for the workouts. So I didn't personally like look at the leaderboard, but I was with a couple other athletes, and they were looking at the leaderboard. And, like my coach is like more of like the refresh, refresh, refresh kind of guy. He loves the scores and the numbers. I mean, I do too, but I was kind of like, okay, I did the workouts. I did the best that I could. Pardon me, he's like, do I want to know what I did? Do I not? Especially like after some of the events and I'm like, well, I know I'm not going to do that well, but then also like you get curious about the events that you're going to do well. You're like, well, I want to be top three in this workout. And you're like, but I don't know if I want to look and see if I am, because I know there's so many other fit girls out there. Um, but like I said, I was with a couple other athletes and they were, they were looking at the leaderboard. So I ended up hearing about it like pretty quick, especially after the first block, I was in 15th and I'm like, that's not good. And then after the second block, I was in 11th. I was like, okay, that's a little better. And then after the third block, like going into that final workout, my coach like looked at the leader where he's like, we're 10 points out. And I like, to be honest, like I was shocked. I didn't think like, 
I knew I would make up some ground, but I didn't know that I would be within 10 points of qualifying in that fifth place spot, um, especially after starting out the weekend after the first block in 15th. I was like, that's a lot of room to make up. But I was like, I know for me, the second day will be, should be better than the first day, um, given the workouts and stuff. So it was because I ended up, I was the very, very last person to do, like I said, Annie. Um, and I finished just before two and they didn't make me in the announcement till three. And I was like, someone's like, how was it? I was like, that was the longest hour of my life. <laughs> but I was like, I can't imagine like Cara or even Kristen Holta who had to like wait like 12 hours or however long it had. Like yeah, they wake up the next day. Yeah. Yeah. Like, <laughs> how are you going to sleep on that? Like, I can't imagine. Like I finished, like I said, I was like the very, very last person to go. And so I was like, I mean, and for me, it was such a long time to like wait and see what the scores were from all of the other girls. I can't even imagine. But yeah, I I I would love to talk a little bit more specifically about that moment um, before that last block and workout started. You know, because like you said, you started off with uh, kind of like an unconvent. Let's call it an unconventional Carrie Pierce set of performances, putting you in 15th, like 15th, yeah. like, oh my God, it's really good. 15th at the CrossFit Games, but like not Carrie Pierce good. You know what I mean? So mm -hmm. you started off kind of in a hole and you were able to work yourself up right before that last workout starts. Like you, you find out you're 10 points out. Like at that point, you've got to know you're within striking distance. And, and you know, how do you use that mindset and like that competitive edge over like your entire lifetime of competing but use it in an environment where you don't even know where your competitors are. Like you have no idea whether they're going faster than you or slower than you, you know, how, how do you, how do you kind of like get yourself into that place? Yeah. And it's, it's definitely hard. Um, and it's definitely, yeah, a very, very weird place to be. Cause you're like thinking about the workout and like, I mean, I didn't even know like who the other, I knew Kristen was in fifth place um, going in. I didn't know where anybody else was um, as far as like the other athletes. And I'm like, I know she's going to be really good at this workout. And I know she's going to go hard because, you know, she knows what's at stake. And I mean, talking to my coach before, like, I, it's funny, like he was standing like right next to the GHD with his arm on and he goes, it's just another workout. And like, in my mind, I'm like, easy for you to say, like, <laughs> this is the difference of me being like top five and going to the next stage or being fit or sixth or seventh and sitting at home, you know? And I mean, I know he said that, like, he wanted to call me down because, you know, like, you know, if you get over anxious and over stressed about it, you're going to end up making stupid mistakes or going out too fast and then dying. And so it's like, okay, it's, it's just another workout. You, you've already done thousands of these. Like it's, it's one more, obviously, you know, the stakes are a little bit higher, but you can't think about that in the, like in the time, like that you're about to do the workout. It's like, okay, just, you know, eat, just focus on each movement. The double unders makes you relaxed. You're trying to breathe. Obviously you want to go unbroken because that's going to save you time. But then you go to the GHDs and it's like, okay, you need to play your game, like go as fast as you feel comfortable with, but no, you have to get off and go right into the clean. So I think just going into that final workout, like I didn't know what my competitors were doing, but I knew what I had to do. And as long as I gave my best in the workout, then, I mean, that's honestly all you could ask for. Obviously in the back of my mind, I'm like, I really hope this is good enough for fifth. I hope this is good enough for fifth. And, I mean, I tripped once in the double unders in the set of 40. And other than that, like my performance was flawless. I was like, I couldn't have done any better. So whatever ends up happening, I left it all out on the table and I just have to accept that.
Yeah, I think there's I think there's a big lesson there. Uh, that I think the idea of of focusing on sort of, it, it could it could almost be like myopic. It could almost be like too focused on small details. But at some point, it really turns into like how are you executing small details, right? It's like are you saving your hips and your lower back on the GHD, or are you wrecking yourself? by not relying on your legs as much as you should be or are like there's little decisions that are made on every single rep that end up being the difference between you know a second here a second there especially in a 10 minute workout that you know makes makes that two point difference that is you know being fifth or being sixth and i i, I like the idea of of sort of like all right well i just have to execute just stay relaxed here get these reps through here um so you've you've made it to the final five and you know there there's gonna be i feel like there's never gonna be anything like this again i think this is the first time and it's probably gonna be the last time it's ever gonna be like this is this idea that like everybody's eyes and attention are gonna be focused on these 10 athletes which is so cool i mean yeah i talked about that when they first announced that they're gonna cut to five the the opportunity there for the athletes that enter that group is massive it's just you're going to have undivided attention of every crossfit fan on you the entirety of and like don't get nervous you know what i mean but like you're going everyone's <laughs> going to be watching everyone's going to be no excited. pressure no pressure um but you know there's there's also kind of the logistical thing of handling it's 2 weeks from now i mean it, we're not talking about a lot of time between now and the start of of this event how do you how do you sort of recover ramp down and then peak back up? Or are you just trying to like bull rush your way through this thing and survive for another few weeks? Uh, well, as I said earlier, that's why I'm so thankful to have a coach because he's the one that like is in charge of how we ramp down, ramp back up, take the deloads, the taper weeks, all that kind of stuff. Um, so I did take about a week off after stage one just to let my body rest, recover, get ready to hit this next block of training intensely and just you know prepare my body for what is ahead because it's going to be very intense like we haven't heard exact details like they say the 19th to the 25th like are we going to be going are we going to get rest days like we don't know um so luckily like my coach is like okay take this week off and then he writes all of my programming the metcons and everything so i mean i have a feeling we're kind of kind of ramp up just to get my body you know used to being attacked for weeks on end um, so that I can just get that volume in so my body won't be in shock when I get out there to compete. It'll know like doing a couple of Metcons a day, doing some running and just, I don't know, whatever may end up coming up. And then we'll take a little taper um, a few days before and then showtime. Are you, uh, are, are you, do you feel like a little bit of extra pressure or do you feel a little bit of extra relief that, you know, like it's almost guaranteed that a, an American woman makes it on the podium this year for the first time since 2014? Like, do you, are you feeling relieved that that's finally going to happen or like pressure that you get the opportunity to make that happen for yourself? Like what, what's, what is, what is that? Does that even factor into your mind at all? Uh, I mean, I think like just because I've, I mean, I've been fifth place twice at the games. I've been sixth place once. And I'm like, okay, well now like you're guaranteed another fifth, but it can also just go up from here. I'm like, I've already been fifth twice. I'm sick of it. Like it's so close to the, at least it's not, I was talking to a friend earlier and he's like, well, at least it's not fourth. And I was like fourth twice. And you're like one spot away from the podium. I was like, you're right. But I was like, 
I mean, I've been training so hard and working so hard and this is like the closest it's been. Like, I mean, not, not guaranteed, but it's, you know, there's only five girls and two of the, two of the other ones are Americans. So it's like, you want to be the one that goes on the podium and breaks the streak from 2014. And I mean, I feel good. I feel, I feel fit. And it's definitely like extra fire for these next couple of weeks just to really push myself to limit. Not that I don't normally, um, but it's like the podium is like, it's like right there in reach. So yeah. I don't know. It gets me fired up. It gets me excited. And I'm just lucky. I've performed and competed in front of people for since I was five. So I'm like, the extra pressure is nothing. Um, I'm actually, I actually like feed off of the extra pressure. So it should be a lot of fun and I'm excited to compete again in a couple of weeks. And between, between the, you know, the format of the CrossFit games that you've experienced in the past few years, as well as, you know, competing in long weekend, long gymnastics meets, like the idea of ramping up and down and up and down multiple times a day is like, oh, I'll just, I'll just be sleeping in the corner between events. No big deal. Like nobody, <laughs> nobody touch me. I'll have my sweatshirt over my eyes. Like, you know, my, my little flip flops on I'm, I'm okay. Like, just don't, don't bother me unless it's time to compete. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Like uh, I need this time to rest and recover. I'm not going to waste any extra energy doing anything else except training. So if I'm laying over here, let me be. <laughs> I definitely want to point out like your consistency in, in, in how excellent you finish at the CrossFit games. Uh, there are not very many athletes who have that consistency. I, I think a lot of people lose sight because of how dominant the winners of the games have been between Rich and Matt. And like, even on the women's side, it's like Tia's super dominant over the past few years. But before her, it was like, yeah, Katrin won a couple, Annie won a couple. So the idea of like dominance and, and um, uh, these like uh, dynasties is like built into the space. But people forget of, you know, Scott Panchik, who's a legend and is like constantly on knocking on the door of being on the podium. And it's like, you're in that same boat of, these like very consistent high performers always there. And, you know, now that there's this opportunity of, you know, let's just put together a good week and let's make it happen. And there, you know, the podium's right there in front of you. It must feel, must feel really exciting. So that's a, that's a, that seems like a cool place to be. Yeah. Thank you so much. I'm excited to be there. And like I said, I mean, it's, you're like, Oh, it's only, it's a couple more weeks and then it's showtime and you're never going to have an opportunity. I mean, at other games, but you're never going to have this exact opportunity ever again, kind of like you said earlier. So it's just take advantage of it. And I mean, you have to enjoy the process as well. Awesome. Well, before I let you go, Carrie, uh, I, I, I've got to say the power abs, like six pack, like the, the legend that is the, the abdominals of Carrie Pierce, like, does it have, it should have its own Instagram page at this point, like Carrie's abs, you know what I mean? Like, right. isn't, isn't it crazy at this point what it's become? It is crazy. It's, it's insane, but it's so cool. And I was actually joking like with my family because they're like, yeah, like you've, you, I've had abs like almost my whole life. And I was like, little did we know, like, you know, they have their own business one day. Like it's so cool. And I mean, just like through quarantine and stuff, it's been really cool for like other people to like start doing power abs and just like how it's grown so much like these last couple months um has just been absolutely amazing we actually just started an instagram page called team power abs uh there you so go. It's, it's it's getting its way there yeah it's getting there it's getting there i mean i i uh, to be to be totally clear like i've seen i've seen some of the testimonials like the before and afters and i'm like man 
I, I'm, I might need to, I might need to power up my way into like something that isn't like a little keg. You know what I mean? Like I got to work on this a little bit. No, not no, the games aren't in my future, but at least I can look good for the beach, you know? There you go. Definitely. <laughs> well, and that's like, I think the really cool thing about it too, is just like, I mean, you know, I did gymnastics for 18 years and I was like, I know a lot of cool different ab exercises and you know, you see people in the gym doing just uh, random things that, they are told helps and they're like, this is boring. It takes forever. Um, and so I'm like, I'm going to come up with an app program. And then just like seeing the before and after and just like having people tell me how much better they feel or more confident or even like, you know, reducing lower back pain or better lifts um, has just been really cool for me as well. So it's like they see the physical changes, but then they also feel um, just the benefits of having a stronger core. So it's been really cool uh, as it gets bigger, especially like I said, recently seeing so many befores and afters and just hearing different people's personal stories. Might I suggest you also launch like power delts and like power buys because you've got, <laughs> you've got some cannons on you, Carrie. Like you've got some Thank real you. cannons, like pythons. Those are, those things are just ready to go. <laughs> that's it. That's, that's why I love handstands, you know, put these bolder shoulders to use. <laughs> that's right. That's right. So. Well, Carrie, thank you so much. I really appreciate your time. Congratulations again on uh, on making this a mile five. I know that I am not alone in being very excited to see what you do out there. Thank you so much, Armin. I appreciate it.